Hello and welcome to the Tech Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Sukriti. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, onto another episode. Uh, so folks, in the connected and convergent world, uh, you know, delivered by the Internet of Things, uh, companies are increasingly vulnerable to cyber attacks, as we know. And we've seen so many of them in the past couple of years, especially. As a result, there's been a shift to focus more uh, on the development of technologies to combat cyber threats as businesses come to uh, you know, grips with these new realities. And uh, up until around, I think, 12 months ago, cybersecurity was dominated by the fear of breach, uh, the reputational damage of data loss uh, you know, event or a breach of confidentiality that we look at. So uh, you know, following the large uh, global cyber incidences that have happened, the witness in the past some time, there's a shift in the attitude and the principles of availability and integrity of systems and data that, uh, you know, that, we have, uh, that we come into force with every day. It is also expected you know, that we see an increased focus on cyber resilience and uh, how the availability and integrity of systems and uh, data underpin the digital organizations, uh, you know, many uh, institutions for that matter, have become uh, more and more conscious about the whole uh, cybersecurity part. And uh, to actually dive further into this contemporary landscape of cybersecurity, I am in a conversation with Yogesh Patri, the CFO of Dhruva. Welcome to the show, Yogesh. I'm so glad to have you, uh, you know, here with me today. Hi, Sukriti. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Uh, absolutely thrilled and excited to be here. Uh, uh, I am the Chief Security Officer at Druva. Uh, I lead all the cybersecurity uh, functions and oversee uh, the cybersecurity program at Druva. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to uh, uh, sharing some interesting uh, thoughts around the current cybersecurity landscape with you. Wonderful. I am also equally excited to uh, get the right insights from you because I have certain set of questions uh, you know put forth that is gonna be uh, uh, you know some some major highlights uh, for the entire year uh, uh, for uh, the individuals as well as for the organizations so without further ado I think we should just get started um, so to start with why is security a necessary component of a holistic data resilience strategy and uh, how do they work together and how are they different Absolutely, that's a fantastic question, right? Um, so when we when we think about data resilience, uh, it's a lot about availability, right? But it's a lot more than just availability. Data resilience is about how quickly can you get back to the business from a data point of view, right? How quickly can you spring back? Now, uh, you know, when you think about resiliency, it's your ability to to anticipate, withstand, and recover from some adverse event uh, that is affecting your data, right? Uh, what we have seen over the last uh, many years is the adverse events are increasingly cyber events. Uh, so holistically, when you think about data resiliency, uh, cybersecurity is a, is, is a key central focus and a central theme uh, when you formulate your data resiliency uh, strategy for your data. All right. To move on to the next one, uh, there's a lot of talk in the industry about zero trust. Uh, is it enough to keep a business secure from today's uh, cyber threats, uh, Yogesh? It's a fantastic question. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, as, as any security professional will tell you, right, there are no binary absolutes uh, when it comes to cyber security. Uh, there are no silver bullets, right? So it is very difficult to say that a single approach, a single framework or a single strategy will solve all your all the security problems that are out there right having said that you know over the last three or four years the world has fundamentally changed uh, which was especially driven uh, during the pandemic where people had to work from home uh, from remote locations and from offices 
and we are now in a more hybrid kind of work environment and work culture right uh, that means the threat model uh, in which uh, we 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 think about the security strategy has has changed now zero trust uh, has been around for the last uh, 10 20 years but it has gotten a lot more prominence uh, over the last few years because of this changing work culture right uh so i don't think it's a it's a silver bullet per se but i think it's a step in the right direction and a lot of security forward companies are taking steps to implement zero trust architectures to improve their security posture all right so i think it's it's sort of a trend and adaptation which is mandatory for organizations to look at uh, right agesh yeah so i i think more than mandatory it's the necessity of of today's environment right Uh, if you mm-hmm. if you go back 20 year if if you go back 20 years uh, uh, most technology teams and uh, uh, security professionals in those teams had a castle and moat uh, kind of approach to thinking about security controls in uh, in in a castle and moat kind of uh, a model uh, you have a central castle with with your data or crown jewels and then you create different rings of security protection around it right now with hybrid kind of work environment Uh, uh, <clears throat> this this castle and moat approach breaks down because your endpoints, your identities, and uh, and your users are not really in the castle. And so the the zero trust approach is a necessity to 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 secure and protect this this new uh, way of working, so to speak. All right. Uh, and you know why are we seeing a convergence of security with data protection? I mean, uh, of course, uh, the whole world is revolving around data these days. But what is this convergence of security all about with the data? yeah it's a great question now you know uh, fundamentally uh, as a society we are creating more data every day than at any point uh, uh, in the history of humanity right so more data is being created all the time what has also happened is the threats to that data are increasing a lot it's very interesting i was just uh, uh, reading a quote uh, some time back where uh, somebody asked a robber why did you rob a bank and the answer was because that's where the money is right and so the data from a attacker and uh, attacker perspective is uh, is always a focus right so more data uh, more attacker focus on that data and more threats that are oriented towards data has made uh, data protection uh, come into a lot more prominent prominence over the last 5 10 years now when you think about data protection uh, there are different ways in which you can think about or define data protection one way to define define it is uh, is to ensure availability integrity and confidentiality of that data right now increasing cyber attacks are having a lot more impact on the availability integrity and confidentiality of data so you can't really think about data protection in today's environment without really thinking about security of that data right so i would think about data protection and security as overlapping venn diagrams Uh, uh but just the, the 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 two trends of more data and more threats targeting data are making uh security and and data protection uh come even more closer to each other than they have been historically wow what what a perfect example you've given of that uh, you know quote that you've just uh, talked about um moving on to the next one uh, yukesh um what emerging cyber tactics do you believe will uh, become more uh, prevalent in the coming times again a good question uh, sukriti i think uh, you know we we are seeing a lot of uh, trends in the industry a lot of trends on the ground um from from my vantage point i think ransomware uh, really is uh, one of the key uh, uh, tactics and trends that we are seeing across the globe 
Um, uh, in the Western world, this has been a problem for a few years now, but even now in India, Asia Pacific and a lot of other geographies, we are, we are starting to see a lot of uptick in terms of uh, the scale and the impact of ransomware uh, as a tactic. Um, we are also starting to see attacks on software supply chains over the last three, four years. Uh, and also, you know, attacks targeting identities and endpoints are, are, are increasing, right? Um, I think, you know, if I had to pick the top three, these would be my top three uh, in terms of tactics that, that are starting to increase, uh, uh, that have already started to increase and that will continue to increase over, over the next year or two. All right. Um, so, you know, what do you think uh, will, be, will be the turning point in cybersecurity risk management in the next five years? So one thing that we have uh, we have seen is uh, more government oversight when it comes to cybersecurity, right? There is more regulation across the globe that is being formulated uh, uh, that is driving a lot more oversight from the government, but that is also driving uh, 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 boards of companies uh, to have a lot more oversight and a lot more focus from a cybersecurity perspective, right? So this top-down uh, uh, top-down uh, pressure is, is uh, in a way uh, driving innovation uh, both from a product perspective but also from uh, from an operational perspective uh, within the security community and i think that's going to be a catalyst over the next few years uh, where cyber security risk management is going to evolve and and really uh, get better uh, across the board okay and uh, you know talking about uh, the the whole uh, cyber security risk management i think um, the, the demand and the supply when it comes to having the right uh, candidates in the markets to work around these threats is equally important. Uh, when we look at the market and the candidates, uh, the potentials that the organizations are looking at in terms of uh, working around these cybersecurity threats, how is the skill gap affecting the cybersecurity landscape? And uh, you know, we, we've been talking about uh, cloud-based cloud uh, solutions a lot in the market these days. Uh, how do uh, cloud-based solutions provide data resiliency and uh, why is it better than any other alternative? Absolutely. Fantastic question, right? So uh, just some time back, we talked about data resiliency and, you know, how that means that how quickly can you get back to business? How quickly can you spring back? Uh, how available is that data? How quickly and easily can you recover or protect it, right? Uh, now, fundamentally, when we think about cybersecurity, uh, there is a there is really a fundamental difference uh, uh, when you think about the cloud versus when you think about an on-prem uh, sort of infrastructure, right? Uh, it's almost now well accepted throughout the world that there are significant security advantages uh, for by being in the cloud, right? Uh, the cloud has something called as a shared responsibility security model, where the cloud providers are taking a lot more onus and a lot more invest investment in terms of securing the cloud uh, footprint, right? Whether it is from a uh, vulnerability management or patching perspective. So I think just fundamentally, uh, uh, data protection, data resiliency with a cloud first kind of approach and strategy is significantly better, better when it comes to, when, when you think about cybersecurity than uh, thinking about a similar technology implementation that is on-prem. Um, uh, you know, because again, with the cloud, you get inbuilt segregation of that uh, of that data. There is more uh, security investment in the cloud to improve and protect the the, the security of those technologies than what you would uh, you, what you would or what you could do uh, in an on-prem kind of environment. 
All right. So I think I would want to uh, close the conversation on a very important um, note for our uh, audience who are listening. Uh, any career advice for aspiring cybersecurity professionals? What should they you know, learn? How should they uh, move ahead? Or what should they really apply for or look at? Great question. I think uh, uh, the advice probably depends uh, 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 on, on where you are uh, in your career, right? Uh, if you are starting uh, or if you are trying to get a foothold into the cybersecurity industry uh, and find your first cybersecurity job, then the, uh, the advice is going to be a little bit different. Whereas if you are a little bit senior, um, you know, it's, it's not that easy to break into the cybersecurity field uh, as a profession. Uh, one thing I would recommend is, uh, you know, get involved uh, in the cybersecurity community, regardless of where you are, where you are. Even in India, there are a lot of uh, industry-led groups, uh, industry-led events where cybersecurity community comes together uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, new uh, talking about presenting newer approaches to, to security. And um, uh, as someone who's trying to get into this field, uh, I think it's a great first step to be part of these uh, industry uh, self-organized communities so that you uh, you learn and network uh, with professionals that are already working in these fields. Wonderful. I think that was the perfect, uh, you know, um, words to end uh, this conversation, Yogesh. It was a pleasure speaking with you on uh, the entire security, uh, cybersecurity landscape and how things are turning up uh, when we talk of uh, data resilience and how the organizations or individuals are gearing up for it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, your insights are going to help our audience uh, as well as people who will listen uh, further uh, also. To have a better understanding of what's coming in the coming years for thank you sukriti it was great to talk to you and thank you for having me on the podcast thanks yugesh once again audience thank you so much for tuning in i hope you've made notes of whatever yugesh has just uh, you know spoken about in terms of uh, skills in terms of data resilience in terms of what the market looks like uh, i will be back with another episode very soon till then stay tuned to techic for all the latest tech updates